Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, dun, hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, Captain and DJ of the Underground Experience here in Hollywood. How you doing? <laughs> Welcome to today's show. It is Valentine's Day, and this is especially for all you lovers out there. I hope you have a wonderfully blessed, happy day full of love. This is going to be an exciting show with Holly the Maxwell. She is the original black bombshell. She's got a juicy tail and you don't want to miss any of this. You better get a notepad because you're going to need to take notes. Okay. And we will be following that interview with a rendering from a good buddy of mine, Mr. Charles Reese, who does a piece called Soul on Fire about James Baldwin. You don't want to miss that. And I got to give a special shout out and thanks to Shine on Hollywood Magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, this week, Uncle Earl, your host, Captain and DJ, was featured in Shine on Hollywood as one of the top black entertainment industry professionals. Holla! <laughs> I'm very excited about this. I mean, wow. And there are only seven of us in the magazine. It's great. I'll be bringing you uh, the founder and editor and a few other of his people into the show later on. But lay back and enjoy the ride. Here we go.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to my Black History Month music sessions. Now, when you mention the name Holly Maxwell, you have to mention a name that is respected all over the world. And she still is the entertainer's entertainer. She is better than she has ever been before. Musically, this lady has done it all. She's traveled everywhere and knows everybody that is somebody and is equally well known by the same somebodies. Holly Maxwell was born and given the name at birth, Holly the Maxwell. She is now using the spelling of her real name, Holly, T-H-E-E, Maxwell. She was born in Chicago, Illinois, and was destined to be one of the world's greatest entertaining performers, and I have her on the line with me right now. How you doing, Miss The Maxwell? Hi. Hi, <laughs> I am blessed and highly favored to be talking to you right now. <laughs> and you, and, yes, and you're you're in the windy city of Chicago. Yes, I am. And how is it there today? Well, it uh, I don't know. I stayed inside because of the fact that I have a lot of sense. I do not go outside <laughs> when it's uh, about three degrees. I understand. <laughs> I understand that concept. <laughs> Oh you know? boy! So I said, "Well, I'm doing the best that I know to do, and that is stay inside." I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, you know your your legacy stands strong and true and pure. I mean, you it, you started singing. You sang your first song at the age of five professionally. Yes, I did. Can you tell I us sure about did. that, please? <laughs> that was your favorite part. <laughs> it was my favorite part. Uh -huh. And I run out of any room and go around the piano and say, Get in a damn show. So she, she said, She said, Either this girl has a lisp and can't talk, or she's going to sing. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, so she taught me the Lord's Prayer. And then she took me to a church mm. that's here in Chicago on 59th Wabash, and it's still there. Mm. That church is still there. Mm. And I got paid to sing the Lord's Prayer at five years old. Alrighty then, that is professional. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they get no more professional than that. <laughs> so, so we take and say you you were anointed actually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I uh. uh I was a lyric soprano. Mm. 
uh, at age of 12, I was uh, presented at the Civic Opera House. I know that that child has never been there. Wow. At the age of 12 years old. Wow. At the Civic Opera House here in Chicago, Illinois. Mm. And, um, and I still sing in German, French, and Italian mm. when needed. Nice. Very nice. So you studied classical voice and piano when you were young? Yes, I did. Both of them? Yes. And you graduated yes. from the Chicago Music College at Roosevelt? Correct. Uh, correct. And you went to Juilliard in New York City? Correct. You left no stone unturned. <laughs> my, my mother left no stone unturned. I know that's right. <laughs> She said, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it well. <laughs> no, you're going to do it. She told me, she's a telly, honey, darling. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be something. <laughs> and I said, I said, yes, mommy, but what? She said, don't worry about it. I got it covered. I got you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now this is a, this is so amazing to me, and you've done all of this without having a major hit record at any time during the course of your career. How does that right. happen? Well, um, 
we had two very powerful disc jockeys here in the 60s on a radio station called WZON. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to mention the disc jockey's name. Okay. Uh, although <laughs> although I, I will and I do and don't care. <laughs> but I'm going to be nice today. Okay. I'll write it in. <laughs> and, uh, and because I wouldn't go to bed with them, they're black. So uh, whatever record company, uh-huh. So whenever record company recorded me, they uh they, they would take they had to take my record off of the air, uh, because uh they would threaten not to play the other artists. Uh, oh my songs. goodness. Wow. Mm-hmm, I went through that, yes I okay. did. Well know? I wanna I wanna I wanna tap on that. You know, because mm-hmm. that was very prevalent in the industry back in the day and it still is mm-hmm. today. It's still there. The casting couch has yeah. not gone away. And could you speak on that and tell these young people a little message about that, please? Well, let me say something to you. Uh, um, you know, when you're talented, okay, I'm a little old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this, this day is so, I mean, you know, what what's being the, the, the way things are being handled nowadays, it's, it's, it's no, it's, there are no morals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely unrealistic, and uh, there are no uh, there are no lines that have been drawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. But I will tell youngsters that you're talented. You don't have to do a lot of sinful things. Okay. Mm. You might not get there as fast. Mm. Okay, because mm. uh, because uh, uh, it depends on how bad you want it, really. Right. Okay, it really depends on how bad you want it. Now, if you're willing to do any, any, any damn thing, <laughs> be up there, well, you know what's going to happen to you. You're going to be up there, but you ain't going to know what the hell you're doing up there. And you're going to fall back. You're going to fall back down the way you was. I mean, you ain't going to understand that's the way you was anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't belong up there. Mm-hmm. You didn't go through the changes. You didn't go through. You didn't go through the tears and the pain mm. and, and the trouble mm. and the headaches and, mm. and, and 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 the hardships and discomfort. It mm. is not a. It is not an easy road. Right. Okay. Mm. And if you think it's gonna be one, well, you wanna get your hat bought to you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what they say, standing on shaky ground, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of entertainers. You know, they they, they passed right by me. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. but we started again. They passed right by me. Mm. Now they're trying to figure out how they passed by me again. Come a little bit now. <laughs> you like whoops? <laughs> whoops! See ya. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> I, uh, 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 they passed by. They say bye, and I said uh, bye bye. Now they passed right by me. Come on down. They say hey, I'll have to pack.
Well, well, I admire you for your your staying power and your integrity, because that is much needed and missing in a lot of young artists today. I know they well, well, they're not trained mm-hmm. to have integrity. Mm-hmm. They're not trained about morals anymore. Mm-hmm. You know that's that, that's 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 really what's happening, mm-hmm. uh, Lacey. Um, there's no foundation for any kind of positive direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's actually what's happening. Uh, uh, I have a friend who has a nephew, and he's a big guy in the music business. Younger. He's a youngster. Uh-huh. But they taking him so fast. They taking him so fast. He, he, he ended up, uh, he ended up having to do two months in jail. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And, and, and he won't play. He won't say. He won't do anything. Oh, my and goodness. And he doesn't know how come he's acting like that. Mm. Mm. But he's acting like that because no, he has nobody around him that cares about him. Right. Nobody around him that, that I mean, his, his mama and his father don't know nothing about no music. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything about marketing. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything about uh, working. You understand? So he's in the hands of, of barracudas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or what they say, the case of the dream, the dream stealers, mm-hmm. the dream stealers. Right, right. That's what he's in the hands of. So I give him another year, maybe. Wow, wow. I give him another year, but to, to these youngsters, I'm telling you, don't go fast. Mm. Do not go fast. Do not, you know, it, uh, 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 you find somebody that knows something about the business that that loves you, that mm. cares for you. That's what you do. And if you don't have anybody like that, then you just take it real slow and you learn what you're doing. Mm. Now, uh, when, 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 when they start waving them, them uh, thousand, $100,000 contracts mm-hmm. in front of you, I know, it, you know you can jump up yeah. now mm-hmm. and forget everything I'm saying today. Mm-hmm. And- but you will pay a hell of a price at the end. Mm. Because you will lose your soul. Mm. And, and so I'm telling these kids, don't do it. Don't do it. Take your time and learn what, learn the business end of it. Mm. Learn the business of it. Because if you don't, you're going to lose your soul. Well, all I can say is preach. <laughs> That's nice. I love it. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I didn't have any children because of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want my children to, 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 and no one said that, that they were going to be talented. Nobody said that. Right. But I don't like bad kids. I don't like dumb kids. I don't like stupid kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't like dumb kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I don't, don't have no kids. Okay. okay. <laughs> Impossible. Well, it's impossible And now a girl can't walk around mm-hmm. And if her feet don't touch the ground no, no. She can't talk without a tongue to speak She can't live if there's no heartbeat Cause it's, it's impossible Well, it's impossible A boy, you know Things are true. It's impossible for me to forget about you. 
talk about you a little bit more. I, I, have, I have to brag about you. I have these. Holly B's stage presence is astonishing, professionally polished, and well-groomed with costumes extraordinary. She definitely grabs your attention from the costumes, the choice of the songs, and acting to vocal gymnastics. And that makes every song that she sings hers and hers only. Holly V is the new Josephine Baker of Paris, France, and has taken all of Europe with thunder and lightning musically. And you are the original blonde bombshell. How do you live up to all of that? How do you live up to all of that? Well, you know what? It's easy for me. Because it's true. Mm. Uh, it's, 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 it's true. Nothing, nothing's fake. Nothing... Uh, uh, I, 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 I've been wearing blonde hair ever since 1964, off and on. Mm, mm-hmm. And that was back when black women weren't, weren't supposed to wear half blonde hair. <laughs> right. You know, so black women laughed at me. <laughs> and, white, and, white, and, and white women uh, uh, was, was appalled. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who she thinks she is? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so, so I've been I've been doing that for years, mm. you know. Mm. And um, uh, it's, it's 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 nothing it's nothing hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing hard for me to do. Uh, we just uh, left uh, New York. Mm-hmm. That's my hometown. Uh, uh, That's my hometown. Yeah, well, well, I was at the New York Hilton. Great. Uh, and uh, I killed him. Uh-huh. But it's just natural. It's just in me. But, you know, when I hit the stage, it's like another person there. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just go off. I'm off. <laughs> I'm just off. <laughs> it's like on switch, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like a, mm. it's like a whole different thing takes over. Mm-hmm. Me. I mean, I, I just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's the thing that a lot of the young artists and people don't understand too. You must use that which is within you instead of those artificial forms of elevation and height. Meaning drugs, 
you know, because you have it inside of you that that you know that adrenaline and that, those endorphins, and that's what you use to take you to that higher level. Yeah, well, you know what? It's 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 it has to do with being within divine order. Mm. Mm. You know, you you, uh, you you you're in tune. You're already in tune with with, with a higher intelligence, and all you have to do is just uh, be conscious of that. Mm. And, and allow that subconscious to take over. You know, you do, you, you, you ever, you ever lay something down, you're moving, you, you, you're moving, you, maybe you're on your way out the door, mm-hmm. and you pick up something and you lay it down, mm-hmm. and you get to the door, and you don't even realize you laid it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and now you say, well, I have it in my hand, but what I do, well, that's subconscious, and you're moving subconsciously. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're moving subconsciously. So that's that's what happens on the stage with me. Mm. I go somewhere else. I'm moving I'm 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 not too, I'm not conscious of what I'm doing. Mm. Whatsoever. I'm just I'm just into my my the my the powerful greatness that's within me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know that. It's a spiritual powerful greatness that's within me. And that takes over when I'm on stage. Mm, mm, mm. Ladies and gentlemen, didn't I tell you it was going to be special? It is hot up in here. I am so excited about this discussion with Holly the Maxwell. And there is so much more goodness. So much more juiciness, so much more knowledge, wisdom, and understanding headed your way. You have no idea. So I want you to stand up, stretch your legs, get your beverage, get you some snacks, because it's getting ready to get real deep. We're getting ready to jump all the way in because I've got the goods, ladies and gentlemen. I have got the goods. And if you want them, you better stick around. And then after Holly's over, hang around for a little Charles Reese with the James Baldwin Project. It's really going to be something. How you doing? This is Uncle Earl, host, captain, and DJ of the Underground Experience, inviting you to experience the Ebony Cabaret. Ebony Cabaret was born to both entertain and embrace the performance community at large. It is a haven where like-minded artists can grow and experiment perspective crafts, as well as nurture, inspire, and support one another. Ebony Cabaret offers live music, dance, and song enveloped in one evening. Not only does Ebony Cabaret celebrate the Roaring Twenties, we provide trips to the soulful 70s, the back-home blues, and Broadway. Whether you're seeking an intimate dinner theater setting, a private party, or corporate event, Ebony Cabaret offers all the entertainment you could possibly envision at the M-Bar. 1253 Vine Avenue Fountain. Valley parking is $6 or on the street. It will be hosted by yours truly, Lacey Darrell Phillips, a.k.a. Uncle Earl. There will be performances by myself, Jenny, Eloise Ryu, Annabelle Lee, and many, many more. Be there. 
Don't miss it. This is Mixie with Uncle Earl, and you're listening to the Underground Experience. Zip it, bop, bop, bow. Fantastic! Wow. Okay, I want to. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Like I said, I thank you so much for this. I'm learning myself as well, and I hope the listeners are really taking notes um, because this is rich. I mean, this is rich. You've also worked with so many greats. I just want to name a few. Uh, Slappy White, Red Fox, King Curtis, Johnny Taylor, The Dells, <laughs> The Temptations, The Spinners, Lou Gossett, Fred Williamson, Captain Tennille, Ronaldo Ray, and one of the biggest icons, Ike Turner. Yes. Now, how was that experience? Well, number one, he wouldn't hit me because I'd shoot him. I always say that. I always say that. But you know what? I I always say that to get a a, a round. Yes, you got it. But let me tell you something. Ike was one of the nicest men. I remember he was my mentor. Mm. You know, and, and it taught me something. Uh, that experience taught me that a man will only treat a woman how she wants to be treated. Mm. Mm. You understand? Mm. Uh huh. And that taught me mm. that man, that man, that. Let me tell you something. I, you don't don't hit me. Don't. I, mm-hmm. You can talk to me. I'm intelligent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we got along because of that. The the the, the man was not. He didn't, he didn't hit me. He mm-hmm. would talk to me. Mm-hmm. He would show me things. He would educate me. He was like a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this. And and I hope the world is listening to this because I'm coming out with a book mm-hmm. that tells his story. Tina Turner, Patty may lied on him. Mm-hmm. Okay? She, yes, he hit her. Mm-hmm. But she never said how come. Mm-hmm. She liked it. She was a woman. She was a woman that if you didn't hit her, you didn't love her. Whoa. Wow. Okay? That's the straight up truth. Now, I realized all of this after I got with Ike that he's not like that. He wasn't like that. What he was was he was about his business. I know, that's right. That's right. He was about his business. And he, he ain't got time to, to, to be dealing with no all that negative uh, uh, backstabbing, stabbing in his back stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff go right past his head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That stuff went right past his head. I'm telling you that because I was his partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people thought I was his woman. I was not his woman. Mm-hmm. But we were partners in crime. Mm-hmm. And I watched how people would do him, and he ain't got his mind on that. He got his mind on moving forward. I know, that's right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, therefore, all these games and all these tricks, people, like, I would have to say, hey, uh, did you get that? He said, what? Did you hear what he just said? He said, what? I said, you didn't hear that. I ain't got time to be trying to hear all that stupid shit. Right. <laughs> 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 wow. 
to get rid of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, they would lie on me. They would tell him I stole this and I stole this. Yeah, they get rid of me. Because mm. I would tell it. Mm. Mm. I'd tell over. I hear you. <laughs> right, to thine own self be true. <laughs> that's right. I would tell over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, uh, that was that was that was the best that was one of the best experiences of my career. Mm. Wonderful. Because the man, the man, guess what? It, it, Tina, Tina lets you know that she wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him. Right. And she took all of that, so she'd go back. But that's because she liked all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't know what was going on. But by, by, by the time she started acting up, she's, she's his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Now what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Well, this is powerful. Thank you for that. You know, I have to tell you something. This is great news for me. I, I actually, you know, I mean, I was an actor and performer back in the day. I still do sometimes, but I was actually in the movie. What's love got to do with it? Yes, I was. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a major role. I was, a, I was a dancer in the club scenes, but I was there, you know, and it was an interesting experience to go through, you know, but as, as you know, Hollywood always takes things and makes it what it needs to be to make money. You know, <laughs> about it because they buried Ike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was he was uh, he was he was uh, he was a force to be reckoned with, uh, Lacey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean he was yes. a force to be reckoned with, but that's the way they do our black men. Mm-hmm. I had to say that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just had to say it. Okay, she had to say it. I love it. I love you for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
take the news I'm just a girl that showed up entertains the blues I take my love in air everywhere I come back and they still care One love ahead, one love behind One on my arm, one in my mind It's one thing, baby Let's try to let's try to flip it around a little bit. Now, what 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 is something that has been a very positive influence throughout your career? I mean, mostly in your career that you can think of right off the bat. Uh, you said something or someone. Something. Something. Music. Okay. That 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 that's been my life. Mm-hmm. That's been my whole life. Hmm. Preservation. That's how serious. 
Where do you see Holly V. Maxwell in the future moving forward from now? Well, a documentary movie next year. Okay. Well, because we're, we're working on it. We started working on it last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep working on it, keep working on it. Um, and then uh, a couple of books. Yes, because you've got, you've got a lot to say, and I want to know about it. <laughs> I want to know more now. I got so much to say, they're just going to say I talk too much. Truth be told. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. I love you for it. Well, yeah. I, Holly, I thank you so much for taking this time with me, and I hope this is not the end of our I know we just met, but I hope to meet right. you. And, you know, let's see what the universe has in store for us. You're right. You know, you're I... Right. And, and, you know, I'm always... I'm always... You're, you're in California, right? Yes, I am. I'm always out there. Okay, well, we'll... I, I, I have a home out there. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to keep in touch. So, Definitely. Yes, we will, darling. Please. And I'd love to have you come and, and, in the and, studio and, and, when you're here. And visit okay, me again. Okay, listeners... I thank you very much for uh, listening to Lacey Phillips. Mm. And Lacey, I thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you. Oh, and I got to give a shout out. Mm-hmm. Joyce Parker, Wonder Marketing. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. yeah. You know, she was she was the one that encouraged me to recut um, that 1965 version of Only When You're Lonely. Yes, yes. And I recut it last year. Uh-huh. I did it last year. Okay, so I, I, I gotta give her a shout out. <laughs> She's a wonderful lady, wonderful lady. She's been working hard with me for this, and I appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate she's it. She's a hard worker, honey. Yes. And she's, and she's, and she's honest. I have to say that. So if anybody needs any kind of promotion or anything, you get in touch with the Wonder Marketing mm-hmm. uh, and Distribution Company. It's here in Chicago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now let me... Let me ask you this. Do you do you do the World Wide Web and the Twitter and all of that stuff, or do you leave that for others to do? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. You can follow me on Twitter. Okay. Uh, Holly, H-O-L-L-E-T-H-E-E Maxwell. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can request friendship, Holly D. Maxwell Maxwell. I have a Holly D. Maxwell fan page and a Holly D. like page. Hmm. And uh, I'm at uh, Reverb Nation slash Holly Z Maxwell. I'm also on YouTube slash Holly Z. Mm. And and to make everything short, all you have to do is Google that name. <laughs> and pages Holly will start flying Z. out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're going to have to duck. <laughs> I know that's right. He's spitting them out. Woo! I love it. I love it. Well, Holly, thank you so much. You have a wonderful, blessed day and evening, and onward, upward, soldiers. That's right. Straight on up. Cause I, I tell everybody, love is. Mm, love is. All love right. Love is. Yes. 
All right. Well, take care, and we will be in touch. <laughs> okay. All right. Bless yeah, you. you. Okay. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the riches from the treasure chest once again. Miss Holly the Maxwell, black bombshell, musical living legend here on the Underground Experience. Take me out. Oh, they when you're lonely. Because in 
how I really got involved with the whole James Baldwin project is because of a dear friend of mine, the late playwright Howard B. Simon. We attended Morehouse together, and our first uh, connection to James Baldwin, I should say, from a physical point of view, because we read some of his books, just a few of them, but meeting him just briefly in a brief moment when James Baldwin was at Morehouse College, I he was there working on a story about the Atlanta child murderers. That particular article turned into a book called The Evidence of Things Not Seen. And the writer Howard Simon and I, we were just like, oh, wow, wouldn't that be great one day that would become a movie or a play or something like that? So we went about our lives and graduated from Morehouse and decided to go to Europe. And while we were in Europe, we decided to go look for James Baldwin. Well, here's the deal. We get all the way to Europe, get to James Baldwin's house, down in the southern part of France in Nice. Baldwin wasn't there. He was in the United States. <laughs> I got to New York in 96. And the playwright and I, we sat down one day. I said, listen, I need to work on a solo show. And he says, well, who's the person? I said, let's do something on James Baldwin. He says, okay. We can do a solo show, but I think that you need to have somebody else on the stage with you. So he came up with this character called Ethereal. And so we started reading David Lehman's book, which is called James Baldwin, a biographer. And uh, we found this chapter in the book called Activists. And this chapter in the book talks about a meeting, which became the premise of the play. This meeting where James Baldwin met Robert Kennedy, who was the Attorney General of the United States in 1963, to talk about race relations in America. And we was like, wow, what a wonderful way to like talk about Baldwin's life and who he was. By 1999, on my birthday, I was presented with this script called James Baldwin, A Soul on Fire. Ugly is when you can't see me from your pulpit, Reverend, up in Harlem. Because I got sugar in my shoes. I got to wash the ash off my knees. Always on my knees for one reason or another. Sometimes these folk, they make me want to wash off all my skin and be born anew, lifted up as in a host or multitude of giving praises, shouting in the morning time, calling on my Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! When you talk about James Baldwin's personal life, you you have uh, James Baldwin as we we deal with James Baldwin as a young preacher minister. We deal with James Baldwin's sexuality. We deal with James Baldwin's activism and his relationship to some of the most important people in the country. We don't necessarily deal with him as the expatriate as much, but we know that his expatriate years are still there because he returned from Paris to come back to the States. That's what got him back here. But we're expanding, I say, like I said, by doing this piece, we're allowing people to experience Baldwin in all those lights, i.e. Baldwin the preacher, Baldwin the intellectual, Baldwin someone of the professor, Baldwin the gospel singer, because no, Baldwin wasn't this great singer, but he loved to sing, and in this piece, we sing a lot. Gospel music plays a very important role. Um, 
we use a lot of those traditional songs like who will be a witness for my love we also use a great civil rights song keep your eye on the prize hold on hold on and the piece even opens up with the song ethereal starts off with wait in the water Wait in the water, children, wait in the water. Besides the gospel, you had this other end of music that was happening. You had Motown. That was happening. Stop in the name of love. Your love keeps lifting me higher. You have this whole soundtrack of music that was happening in 63. So what's so amazing about living in this period is that you have this great soundtrack of this Motown sound. You have your traditional gospel music that's going on at the same time. And so you have this wonderful kind of like contrasting thing of music. You know your love. person that I'm most proud to say that really got me moving into this business was a wonderful man by the name of Lamar Alford, who I met at Morehouse College. Lamar Alford was the original cast member in Godspell. And he, if you get the original album, he sings a song called All God's Gifts Around Us. He wanted to be an opera singer. And because of the rules and regulations of being an African-American male, he could only get to to like the, I think they call it Title III program. And that was just to sing in the chorus. He had this huge voice. And of course, he didn't do the movie gospel at all. That was the other thing. But he he was at Morehouse when I returned. After being on Broadway for years, he decided to go back to Morehouse because he left in 63 and he didn't finish his degree. And he studied with this woman. He came back to finish his degree like in like 79, 80. And he stayed to teach. And when I got there, he was the dramaturge in residence. He was doing all of his work. He had a wonderful piece called What Drove Molly Mad, which is about a black woman who goes mad because of racism and it's a musical. But he was the catalyst in getting me started. Miss Virginia Capers won the Tony Award for Raisin in the Sun, but she did the musical version, which was called Raisin. But people know Miss Capers more importantly as playing Diana Ross's mother in Lady Sings the Blues. Well, she became my mentor when I came to L.A. and from like 89, so 88 to like 91, I was in her company called Lafayette Players West and we would sit and do poetry and she would say, you know what guys, you need to have your own show or something of your own and I keep, I would encourage you to keep doing that and fortunately enough before she passed, I was able to do Baldwin and she got to see our New York Times review so that always made me really happy. I woke up one morning, literally, a few months back and asked myself, what am I doing? I need to get back to this Baldwin piece. I was working on something else, here, there, and the other. And I'm going to tell you, from the day that I started reading this piece out loud, it has literally changed my life. 
the spirits of Baldwin, Simon, my mom who's gone, and all the other people, or as we call them, the ancestors, have really kind of sort of started going, we've been waiting for you to get to this. And once that happens, then a new work begins. And it doesn't say everything is going to be easy, but it just says that you're now getting back to course. You can have your artistic life. You can have your consulting life. You can have all of those things because I believe you can have your cake and eat it. Didn't I tell y'all it was going to be special? Well, I am overjoyed and just feeling myself. Once again, happy, happy Valentine's Day. Please go to our website and check out what's going on with the movement, www.ultimateunderground.com. Also, next week, Uncle Earl's birthday is coming up. Yes, y'all. And I'm not not ashamed to say it. It is the big 5-0. Yes, Uncle Earl is turning 50 and feeling fine and fabulous. And I want you all to join me at the Ebony Cabaret now. Come on down. Vine and Fountain. Uh, Showtime is at 8. The doors open at 7. Come on down and have a good time. It's going to be burlesque dancers, live music, singers, all that. All the information is on my website and on... um, Facebook, if you follow me there, Lacey Daryl Phillips or Lacey Phillips. And you can Twitter me at the Uncle Earl. So you have no excuse. I'm on LinkedIn, Lacey Daryl Phillips. Find me, find me, find me. Come on down, y'all, and have a good time with Uncle Earl, okay? I want y'all to have a wonderful and blessed day. Now get on out of here. (laughs) See ya. Ciao.